The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome, boys and girls, to the Monday edition of Brutal Nation. I'm your host, the mighty, the powerful Oz. No, I'm just kidding. It's just me, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the one, the only currently putting her dyed hair up in a ponytail, Tammy Underwood. Say hi, Tamalicious. Hi, everybody. Uh, actually, quick question. Did your brother get his car working? Yeah, uh, He was working on it when I left on He's Friday. He's doing the starter? Yeah. Yeah. I am still so tired, but yeah. I, I'm a new auntie again. I was going to say I'm an uncle because I had a nephew, but no. I'm an auntie again. Yes. Little Yuan Isaac was born on Tuesday morning. He was nine pounds, eight ounces, just like his brother, exact same weight. Cool. Yeah. Well, the better vocal dynamic, so. But Sorry. Because I, I was moving off to the side because my yeah, shoulder yeah. hurts. Uh, we're all calling him wanton. That you know what? Nickname. I am not settling for that one. I know you all are have it in your head that that's what I should call him because every kid in my family, every kid in my life has a nickname that I call them, <laughs> unique to them. And his brother, I call him Yuki, and I'm the only one that calls them. I, these nicknames I have, nobody else calls them that. And I need to figure out what to call the new ones. So. Well, I'll tell you, man, I, li- I like meeting your nephew. Uh, this is the first time I've gotten to meet him. He is Great adorable, kid, isn't he? Fucking hilarious. He is funnier than snot. All right, so today we're doing some hospital murders, which is kind of... Uh, unusual for us because normally we focus on like a nurse or a doctor. Yeah, we haven't done well, a whole. This one is kind of weird because, um, because I remember when I, you know, because my researcher did all most of the the bulk of the research, but when I was first reading about this story, um, it's called the Ann Arbor Hospital Murders, and um, it took place in 1975, and two arrests were made. However, they nobody's ever been charged for murder. So technically, it's still an unsolved crime. So is uh, is it safe to assume we're talking Ann Arbor, Michigan? Ann Arbor, Michigan. Okay, I just I wanted to make sure you weren't going to say like, no, it's fucking Florida. Well, that's easy. It's See, and I forgot to look up where Ann Arbor is because my Tuesday episode is based out of Michigan too, and I know don't exactly lift that fucking hand. Up I know exactly where Tuesday is, but Jesus I don't know where Christ. Ann Arbor it's is. In the I know it's not. I don't think Ann Arbor's in the Uper, though. I don't think. Fucking, I could be wrong. Uper. You know, that's up here. Fucking retarded is what that is. Your light just came on. (laughs) That light up my life. I know I light up your life, but, you know, at least it's not shining in my eyeballs. But, yeah, no, this one is, and, you know, my researcher and I, her and I both come from medical backgrounds. Her mom is a nurse, too. And so she... She has the same kind of thought process I do when it comes to these Monday episodes, you know. And, you know, we've encouraged her to be as snarky as she wants to be. (laughs) And today she goes, here it is, Monday again, time to play everyone's favorite game. Are you ready? Wheel of Toxins! (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Spin the wheel. What are we going to (laughs) get? So, like I said, this this one takes place in Ann Arbor, Michigan. At the Veterans Affairs Hospital, and it happened in 1975. Oh, okay. Yeah. There are over 50 incidences of suspicious breathing failures were identified during an FBI investigation. Um, A total of 10 patients out of those 50 died. 
Um, in one 20 minute stretch in one day, three people nearly died of respiratory failure. Three people in 20 minutes. Can you believe it? God damn. Yeah, dude. They, they stepped up the killing game a little bit, didn't they? Right. And then, so one of the doctors obviously found that to be very suspicious. Um, so Dr. Ann Hill, the chief of anesthesiology, she was president during this episode, and she decided to look into the possibility of somebody on staff poisoning the patients. Um, she took things into her own hands and hypothesized that they were all being given a muscle relaxant of some sort based on the paralyzed state they were in when they were in distress. Shut up. What I'm are you just thinking say? taking it into my own hands and a muscle relaxer. I got a muscle. It just won't relax. <laughs> I'm going to hit you. Oh, my God. Anyways. <laughs> so considering their paralyzed state they were in when they were in distress. And she proved correct when she successfully administered an antidote to save a patient. She was like, you know what? This is what I'm hypothesizing. I'm going to give him this. Dude, that was all you. That was me, man. I'm knocking shit off the desk. You I'm just throwing stuff at batting me. Batting a thousand today, Here, man. Here, I will move my stuff out of the way. How's that there, big guy? I'm just trying to see your mug. Aww. You miss looking at me. We just saw each other the other day. Oh, I wanted to see a horror movie. <laughs> well, here Bye you are. Me, bitch. Anyways, so um, it was eventually determined that the drug that was being used was pa- Pavlon. P-A-V-U-L-O-N. Um, it's an equivalent to Curare, which is a toxin used by some South American natives to poison their weapons. God damn. Now, ching. I can't even do it to you now. I was like, you know. But anyways, um, this medication causes muscles throughout the body to become inactive, which incapacitates the diaphragm and stops people from breathing. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like uh, those poison dart frogs and shit like that. Yeah, probably. Poison comes from their skin. Yeah. Kind of does the same thing. So is it true when you lick a toad, you get warts? My grandpa used to tell me that, so I've never licked a toad. I don't know. Well, you licked my head, and I didn't get any warts, so... That's true. You are a toad, and I didn't get toad warts, so... <laughs> you are the toad. You got toad. <laughs> nah. My grandpa also used to tell me to run between the raindrops when it rained, and I, as a kid, tried. Mm-hmm. You were special. <laughs> you know what? I believed everything both of my grandpas told me, you know including you- the, the dimmer switch on the floorboard of my grandpa's old truck, which had the three in the tree. I thought that... When I asked him what it was, he told me it was an eject button. And if he, if I didn't watch out, he would eject me. And I was good every time I got in the truck with him until somebody told me it wasn't an eject button. You are so getting a helmet for Christmas. No, it's because I don't expect the people who are in my life like that to lie to me that way. So blatantly. I am very gullible. Okay, helmet warrior. Continue on. I'm a gullible person. So How anyways, about a gullible calf? Shut up. Gull a cow. Um, the killer would need to be in contact with each victim very close to when they were discovered by staff to be in need of resuscitation. So this led the FBI investigating other hospital staff members. Over 750 different workers were questioned. 750. Jesus Christ, that's yeah. like a small town. Yeah. But eventually, Filipina... Narcio, Narciso, N-A-R-C-I-S-O, and Leonora Perez were deemed to be the most likely suspects. Uh, This was solidified somewhat when two patients identified them to have injected something into their IVs prior to the respiratory distress. Heroin. 
They were like, we're all going to go on the nod. Yeah. Sick heroin. and tired of you guys hitting the button and bitching. Yeah. We're all going to go on the nod. Yeah. But neither could testify in court because they passed away before the case went to trial, unfortunately. You know? However, there was also an, an, another immediate problem. Those patients for whom the emergency resuscitation was unsuccessful were dead and had been buried. The bodies would have to be exhumed and tested for pavilion. There was a further complication and then there was no existing test for that medication in the tissue of the deceased after the embalming process. So the FBI laboratory was tasked with developing that test. Yeah. So it was like oh. a, yeah, they were like groundbreaking, I guess, is what the word, yeah, because it has to be a test that can be used and be defensible in court as a foolproof test, you know. Yeah, no, to- totally. Which is kind of hard oh, to do yeah. to be, you know, to make it, I mean, you can come up with tests, to be, but make them court worthy is harder. Right, right. It, so. it takes years of trial and trial and, and error. Proof. Yeah. You know, yeah, you documented proof. Yeah. yeah. Because if you, I can develop a test today that says, I don't know, that certain guitar strings will last 50 years. Yeah. But it's all for naught unless I can fucking prove it. People just look at me and go, dude, you're retarded as fuck. They're not going to last 50 years, you dumb shit. Yeah, well, we already know that about you, so it's all good. I have lots so, of guitar strings. <laughs> that have lasted you 50 years? No. Okay, then. No, no. Well, <laughs> actually, Jake asked me about that yesterday. He goes, how often do you change your strings? It really depends on my guitars. Because, like, on my, uh, on my acoustic and my Les Paul that I use all the time, I change those out eh, two, three times a month. Wow. Because I, I play the fuck out of them. You know, um, as opposed to I've got other guitars. You mean that backbreaker guitar you have? That one there only gets changed out before shows. Because, God damn it, I don't even want to have to handle that son of a bitch. I'm telling you. That one time I tried to lift that fucker, I was like, nope, not happening. Oh, buy an expensive vintage Les Paul, Scott. They're awesome. Yeah. If you want to get a hernia. Mm, Yeah. Or die. And here's me. Here's me like when I bought it. Because I I got it from a dude who had it. And... uh, I'm a wow, that's a badass guitar. God, that's, that's gorgeous. It's in great shape. You took great care of it. Yeah. And then after playing it for two or three shows, I went, oh, I need a back brace and some fucking physical therapy. <laughs> I need a chiropractor on staff. <laughs> Lots of painkillers. You need one of those back support things, you know, those, oh, you yeah. know, when you, those lift belts or whatever they have yeah. to hold your back straight. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I need. That yeah. fucking love it. Sounds great. It sounds yeah. great. It's a beautiful guitar. But Jesus fucking Christ, I think that thing's trying to murder me. Yeah, totally. So the laboratory did develop a test and some of the presumed poisoning victims were exhumed. Traces of pavlon were found in their tissue and the pavlon's effects are relatively easy to identify. So when administered in undiluted doses, it creates an effect on the body virtually unique to muscle relaxants. The individual's heart continues to beat while the breathing itself stops. I can feel your heart beat. Sorry. <laughs> so there is no known disease process that has ever been shown to cause that phenomenon itself. You know, so there's no disease that somebody can say, oh, they had this disease. So that's what they died from because their heart continues to beat, but their lungs shut down. You know, it could be bitchy wife disease. Like, here's my theory. OK, they had wives that were really bitchy and they're like, I will just fucking keep holding my breath until I die. <laughs> you know, I love it when men. 
I always tell women to, because, you know, it's like they go, well, I'm not talking to my husband. I said, why? He made me mad. I said, oh, so you're giving him what he wants. <laughs> what you need to do is talk incessantly, you know. And that's how spousal murders happen. That's how Squatch got shot today. <laughs> what happened to your wife, Annie, Bob? Don't know. She, I think she took off with a traveling salesman or something. Just fucking disappeared. Uh, that's a nice new garden you got, buddy. I didn't know you liked flowers. Like them a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like th- I like my roses. <laughs> <laughs> my roses are beautiful, aren't they? Well fed. <laughs> yeah. So, well, speaking of side note real quick, because, you know, I told you about the Korean um, Mary Poppins, right? The caretaker that's taking care of my sister-in-law because she just had the baby and helping her with the babies and everything. When I told my brother, I said, so is she like a Korean Mary Poppins? Because I swear, you told me she'd be here at 9 o'clock, and it's like almost at 9 o'clock exactly, she was at the door. He goes, front door? I said, yeah. He goes, oh, maybe it's because you're new and she didn't want to scare you. He He goes, but usually she comes out of the closet. I said, shut up. He goes, once I even swore she came out of the fridge, I go, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) All I know is she was in there... She from was, what you're doing, cooking yeah. up all kinds of stuff. I'm getting hungry from driving. From 9 a.m. got there, started cleaning up the house, getting all the baby stuff ready, cooking and everything. It's like, oh. Is she Korean? Yeah. I might marry her. See, and my brother said he'll try to get me um, some information on how to, you know, just to get a Korean cook for you, like once or twice a week, come in and cook for you and have your... I just wonder how I can get one of those hot Koreans. I, I, do I, like, how do I get this male order bride thing is my bottom line. Do I have to, like, go through a catalog? Is there one that Well, see, I asked my brother that. He goes, well, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I say, oh, my God, I do not want you and Scott ever to meet because I will never... Tell Jake, your your brother, not Jake, my son, but Jake, your brother, help a brother out, man. Come on. I did. I said, Scott wants to know if he has, if he, it's just, you know, whatever. He just sends in the money, gets whatever, or if he can pick one from a catalog. And he, my brother goes, oh, well, it depends. I go, oh, my God, you are not going to answer him seriously, are you? <laughs> I hate you. I'm going to be going to, hey, she looks pretty good. I can't pronounce her fucking name. She's all right. And she doesn't speak English. Great. She won't say a fucking thing. Just come cook, clean, have sex. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And they're really good at cooking and cleaning, let me tell you. So I wouldn't know how a Korean woman has sex. I've never had one sex with one. Anyways. Here, Korean, Korean, Korean. Shut up. <laughs> so most of the suspected victims were patients in the ICU and were being continuously monitored. Thus, investigators were able to identify 51 suspicious breathing failures. This number was cut to 38 respiratory arrests, which the FBI believed was the minimum number of poisonings. Some of the patients slash victims were poisoned more than once, and at least nine died as a result. Now, the Veterans Affairs Hospital records showed that no Pavlon had been prescribed for any of those victims. Okay, so they were like, you know... What was his name? Charles Cullen in it. Cullen in it. I'll tell you, man, it's a, it's, it's a suspicious breathing failure, especially when somebody has their hands around another person's neck. Yeah. Just saying, that's pretty but suspicious. But usually I know why that's happening to me, and it's because I said something stupid, but, you know. Or because you had to pay extra for it. No, I, I dig, oh, I dig. Honey, I don't pay extra. <laughs> They're like, die for free. <laughs> Early on, it was determined that in order for the pavlin to cause complete and res- rapid respiratory arrest, it had to be administered undiluted, completely undiluted, directly into their IV tube. Holy shit. Yeah. So they were like booming it. And, and it's also called a bolus injection, right? Which is like, you know, right into the IV line there. Ow. 
and it's not through. And okay, so this ha- to clarify, a bolus injection. If I'm understanding correctly, because I didn't look it up, but Can you know you how pull they have, your mic down just sorry. a little bit. Sorry, you know how yeah, they have yeah. the IV in, right? And usually they have a like the the saline or whatever, right? The ringers. Lactate right. ringers going through you. Well, if they have they have that, well, you can put the medicine in through that ringers. There's a little spot on the IV tube to put it through the ringers to dilute it, and then there's another spot to give stuff undiluted. Oh. And I think the bolus is through that undiluted. Gotcha, gotcha. There's okay, that, that makes two more knobs sense. On your IV. Right. That that makes more yeah. sense. So. Just, I think if that's, if I'm remembering correctly, I think that's it. If I'm wrong, just call me out on it. I, I can admit I'm wrong. So this would have caused the breathing failure in less than three minutes. This finding was critical in narrowing the window of opportunity from when the poisoner injected the pavlin and the breathing failure began. Later, the, this finding of the two to three minute interval would be the keystone in the ultimate prosecution of the case. At trial, the defense recognized this and attempted to suggest a longer interval was possible. To further bolster the two to three minute interval at trial, the prosecution used the testimony of a pathologist and world-renowned authority on muscle relaxants, a Dr. Francis Folds, F-O-L-D-E-S, a Hungarian-American. If this were a movie, Dr. Folds would have come from central casting accent, tweed coat and all, my researcher said. <laughs> Which is funny because my, my therapist, my mental health therapist is from Hungary. She's just got that thick accent. I love it. That's kind of hot. Yeah, well, I don't look at her that way. Hook her up with me. Yeah, no. So Aww. Dr. Folds literally wrote the book on the subject. All the defense had brought their own expert to challenge his the conclusions they presented no evidence challenging dr fold's statements dr folds testified that the victims were poisoned by injection of pavlin injected directly into the iv tube and it would have not have had the devastating effect that it did if it was introduced in the diluted form say if it had been injected into the iv bottle like a, okay so gotcha. i was right gotcha. hey how about that sweet yeah so finally dr folds testified that the respiratory arrest would have occurred within three minutes in june of 1976 a federal grand jury indicted Narci- narciso and perez and they were indicted on 10 counts of poisoning five counts of murder and one count of conspiracy to commit murder the trial began in march 1977 and was one of the longest and most complex in the nation's history it didn't conclude until July of 1977 for two months. March, no, April, May, April, May, June. Oh, four months. Excuse me. I was off by a couple months. When the government rested its case, lawyers for Narciss- Narciso and Perez had to decide whether to prevent a, de- a defense or just argue the prosecution had not proved its case. The defense apparently believed the prosecution's case was strong enough that they needed to not only present a defense, but to put the defendants on the stand. This was crucial turning point in the trial because it subjected their clients to cross-examination, which v- we've talked about it. Defense attorneys are hesitant to do. Yeah, Hesitant. I've said it a million times, man. The best thing yeah. you said to your own trial is not a fucking thing. Yeah. Right. And I've heard defense attorneys say, I don't even want my client on the stand unless, A, I don't think that they can be swayed by the prosecution. You know, they have to have a good testimony that's strong. Um, 
At the conclusion of the trial and after closing arguments, the case was given to the 12 jurors, eight women and four men, and they deliberated for 13 days, Scott. Holy shit. Yeah. That was just like one of our longest ones, I think. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because even Colin Norris, they deliberated for four days, I think. And by all accounts, they consensuously and meticulously conscientiously excuse me and meticulously analyze all the evidence that had been presented at the beginning of the deliberation some of the jurors believed that the two nurses were innocent but all, as all the testimony was reviewed and compared each juror became convinced that the nurses were guilty the jury also concluded because there were so many contradictions and inaccuracies in their testimonies that they were lying and they did so repeatedly after 13 days of deliberation, the jury found both Filipino Narciso and Leonora, Leonora Perez guilty of three counts of poisoning and conspiracy to poison patients. The jury did not find the nurses guilty on the poisoning counts and acquitted Narciso on the one remaining murder count, in, indicating how carefully they weighed the evidence regarding each incident. The trial judge had previously directed a judgment of acquittal on the murder count against Perez and several of the poisoning counts. Okay, so basically, I believe that means that the judge didn't see enough evidence presented in court for them to even bother deliberating about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So during the long period of the investigation and prosecution of this case, a new U.S. attorney, James Robinson, was appointed and Robinson decided not to retry the case after, you know. They were so they were acquitted of this. They were acquitted of the murder. They oh, were gotcha. charged with the poisoning, but gotcha. they okay. didn't get charged with wrong. murder. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So apparently he was aware of the politics of the case when he said, in effect, the public perception was that the nurses were innocent. Therefore, it would not be in the best interest of the government to pursue a retrial. So basically, in the court of public opinion, these nurses were innocent. So it's almost like. The prosecution wouldn't get a fair trial. You know what I mean? You know how defense is always worried about the media portraying, you know, that they're not going to get a fair trial for their client. Right. Yeah. I think that's what this means. So that is where this case has ended. As much as their supporters would like to believe otherwise, Narciso and Perez were convicted of poisoning patients in conspiracy to poison. Though the verdict was set aside, it cannot be said the nurses were innocent or that they were falsely accused. Right. No, that's me. I'm falsely accused of everything. Oh, dear Lord. Here we go. I'm sweet and innocent. Don't be mad because I met the love of my life. Dude, you are such... Oh, my God. I got to meet her mom when I was working on her brother's car. He did get to meet my mother for the first time ever. I'll tell you guys this, though. My mom did text me and say, should should he drop me off at Kohl's? (laughs) 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 But I said, no, it's fine. Whatever. That's right. I'm I'm, I'm this close to, to... Cuddling up with your mom at night. Please, God, no. Having a rubber butt against you. Shut me? up. Mm. You awesome. know what? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, in conclusion, I'm just going to read what my research report because I can't do it any better right now. I'm so tired. This mon- Medical Monday is brought to you by the drug Pavlon. Need to administer some euthanasia or intubate your toddler after the hundredth time they've choked on Legos? Pavlon is here for you. Awesome sauce, man. <laughs> Which let Ask me tell you. Ask for it by name. <laughs> Ask for it by name. <laughs> Not just that. It's like, dude, I'm telling you. Because I had my nephew from Tuesday till Friday. 
And he's never really been away from, you know, both of his parents at the same time. So he was going through some serious separation anxiety on Thursday. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, dude. No, we're not going to do this. But, yeah. I love him, though. <laughs> yeah, he's a good kid, man. He's a good yeah. kid. I would, never, I would never suggest using Pavlon on your child. But, you know Duct what? tape works, but not Pavlon. <laughs> I'm going to give these two nurses some credit, man. We haven't had anybody who's used Pavlon before. We haven't. And you know what else is we've never had anybody actually get on the stand, tell obvious lies, and still kind of get away with it. I'm, I mean, they I'm didn't get away with it, but they kind of did. It's fu- I mean, it's fucked up that they poison people and probably kill people, but still, mm-hmm. creative. It's very creative. Yeah. Nobody in the, we're, like I said, we're almost at 200 episodes. Yeah. This is episode 181. Yeah. Episode 181. And this is the first time I've heard of Pavlin. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. little impressed. Me too. Me like too. Those girls. So, there you have it. All right. Remember, you can check us out or send us an email at brutalnation at twistedbluellc.com. Check out the website at www.twistedbluellc.com and check out our Patreon page. Hey, man, help out the show a little bit. Doesn't, you know, just just do it. Just do it. Do what he says. <laughs> do what I say. Do what he says. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs from, you get all the story without putting up with any of my bullshit. Just type in at Brutal Nation and boop, they will pop right up. And you'll say, oh, my God, I don't. I'm sure it's not going to go boop. Yes, it will. Yeah. I booped your nose. <laughs> hey, you like that one? Yes! I got your nose. <laughs> That's okay. I got your titty. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> this show's copyrighted 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. We will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.